This podcast is for general information only. It is not intended as a substitute for general health care services. If you have medical conditions, you need to see your doctor. Use of this information is at the user's own risk. Welcome to FitRx with Dr. Greg Dennis. Join me as we challenge the standard sick model of healthcare. This is your source for everything health, wellness, prevention, fitness, biohacking, and more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of FitRx. I'm your host, Dr. Greg Dennis. Hope everyone is doing well. Have another uh, exciting guest for you today. Um, so we're going to be talking about longevity, which is uh, one of my favorite topics. Uh, so my guest is Dr. Stephanie Gray. She is a doctor of nurse practitioner. She is certified in anti-aging medicine. She owns her own clinic called Integrative Health and Hormone Clinic in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. She also hosts her own podcast, which is called Your Longevity Blueprint. And she recently wrote a book with the same title, Your Longevity Blueprint, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, So, Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Okay. So, First, I want to ask, just, I guess, tell the listeners a little bit about you, kind of your journey in getting here, um, you know, to what you do today, maybe how you got interested in anti-aging medicine and how you got away from the more standard of care, and then taking that and, and your motivation to then write a book. Sure. I was pretty fortunate. I'm from Iowa. I know you're Oklahoma, but <laughs> I was raised in the Midwest and what I consider to be a really healthy family. My parents always took us to the chiropractor. We were always having home cooked meals. We we're always engaging in physical activity. I feel like I was born to almost be a chiropractor. I <laughs> almost went to chiropractic school just because I was raised with this mentality that well, my parents were also self-employed and they didn't want to take us to the doctor and spend money. They wanted to keep us healthy. And so I feel very blessed to have been given that foundation upon what to really, I guess, decide what to, um, what to pursue for a profession. And I actually went to nursing school and I knew that I wanted to have prescriptive privileges. So I knew I wanted to become a nurse practitioner, but to make a long story short, more of which I explained in my book, I spent a lot of time in long-term care facilities. And I realized that a lot of these individuals, unfortunately, were incontinent. They had lost a lot of dignity. And unfortunately, they were taken out of their homes and put into a long-term care facility because of incontinence. And I learned you may not know what these are, but I learned pessary fittings. Are you familiar with pessary? <laughs> Intervaginal device um, to help with prolapse. And, and, and essentially I learned non-surgical, non-pharmacological ways of helping patients maintain their continence and thus help them um, from a longevity standpoint, right? <laughs> Live in their home. And so I thought, well, if there are non-surgical, non-pharmacological options for incontinence, there've got to be non-surgical, non-pharmacological options for everything else out there. And so I thought, where can I find training right, to back up that hypothesis. (laughs) And a patient actually gave me a, it was a catalog or an advertisement for American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. And so at that time, I I attended a conference and that was pretty much that. I know you've probably been to a lot of those, but you just get sucked in because there's so much information and you want to help your patients in as many ways as possible. And so I did become a nurse practitioner and I actually straight out of school, for the most part, started my own practice just because I knew I don't want to push drugs. I don't want to you know, work in cardiology and be recommending stat medications, <laughs> whatnot all day long. And so I did start my own practice under the, the premise that I wanted to help get to the root cause of the problem. And I wanted to apply the principles learned through American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine uh, to help patients really live a long, healthy life. And 
So that's the short version of where I got to, wow. to where I am. Yeah, that's great that you figured that out so early. Um, I and my listeners, you know, I'm sure know this about me, but, you know, I wasn't that, I guess, lucky or fortunate. You know, I did. Uh, I practiced more traditional medicine for years and years. And in a way, I'm, I'm I mean, I'm not glad that I did, but at least I know how bad it is. Uh, right. You know, and, and, and I did it. And so I can relate to those doctors who are still doing it. Um, but I'm also glad that I was able to see the light. And that I figured out, you know what, this is not working. Um, patients right. are patients are not getting any better. And so I started looking at different ways, which led me down this path. Um, but but that's cool that you figured that out really early. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's it, from your your side of things. You had a lot of experience before you came to this. Right. I was just this nurse practitioner and independent practice in the Midwest trying to do functional medicine. Uh, it was probably not the easiest path to go down. But I am fortunate that I was just kind of raised with this belief system and I'm now I'm able to, to do this as a profession. So I can I can also kind of then build on that as far as explaining where the book came from also. So many individuals get into functional medicine because they have their own personal health crisis. And, and I actually don't know you well, so I don't know if you've had one of those <laughs> yourself. But one day sitting at my desk after seeing patients, uh, you know, again, I was raised in a healthy family. I thought I was healthy. Uh, my heart took off to the races. I had tachycardia. I had very fast heart rate. And I tried to buzz my husband. He's not a doctor, but he's our office manager at our clinic. I, I tried to buzz him on the phone to get some help because I didn't know what was happening. I thought, am I having a heart attack? Like what, what's happening? <laughs> but I was so disoriented. I didn't even know what button to push. And ended up walking down my hallway and my nurse found me just pale as a ghost, about to pass out, um, went to the emergency room. And long story short, I was sent to Mayo Clinic with tachycardia, had some pots, some autonomic things going on at that time. Uh, I thought it was healthy, but I actually had a lot of things going on with my health that I needed to look into similarly how I assess my patients. So I had to apply functional medicine principles to rebuild my health. And along that path, my husband said, well, if you're going to have to apply this to your health and, and you're really having to simplify this to get to your root cause of the problem, why don't we make some sort of guide or roadmap for patients? And that's where the longevity blueprint was created. I need a roadmap for my health. And then I then I essentially just wrote down what I was already doing with patients, but I, I made that into an outline or a blueprint where I'm really comparing our homes and how we maintain our homes to our bodies, right? So for instance, the foundation of the home is most important. That supports the weight of the entire house. You have to have a strong foundation or the house is gonna crumble. And then in my book, I'm comparing then the foundation of the home to the gastrointestinal system in the body. Have to have strong gastrointestinal health upon which to build health essentially. I had gluten, major gluten sensitivity. I had, I had, I would say I was on the way to having celiac. My celiac blood testing was positive. My biopsy was negative, but every time I had gluten after that meal, I would have very fast heart rate. I had small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, tons of air and gas just trapped up here. I didn't have a lot of the lower GI symptoms, but I had upper GI symptoms, which were also then leading to palpitations and, and heart issues had lots of stress and didn't realize it at all. <laughs> my stress was robbing me of progesterone, which is necessary for fertility. And I was also struggling with infertility. So I had a lot going on with my own health that I really didn't even realize. And so I had to live and practice what I preached to my patients. And again, that's kind of where the longevity blueprint was born. Cool. Okay. Well, let's get into that a little bit. So you, you talked about um, kind of like a house with the foundation. And, and so we'll start there because the, the first chapter is the foundation, which uh, is yeah. restoring gut health. 
And so you talk about the five R's, remove, replace, reestablish, repair, rebalance. And so um, talk a little bit more about that if you would. Um, but the first R actually, so remove stands for removing food sensitivities and then also gut infections. So for me, I had to remove gluten, right? And I had small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So I consider that a gut infection. For others, those gut infections could be something like parasites, could have yeast overgrowth. We have to remove whatever's offending the gut, whatever's causing inflammation. And so again, food sensitivities and gut infections. So that's part of R for remove. So number two, I believe it's reestablish or no, it's to replace. replace so this yeah. is where digestive enzymes come in. So a lot of patients have no idea that as they age, their stomach acid levels decline, right? Their ability to digest food actually goes down. So many patients need hydrochloric acid or they need digestive enzymes or sometimes bile. Patients who have had their gallbladders removed cannot digest and absorb fats. So many patients need to, to supplement then. And so we can, and maybe you do this in your practice, we can test patients. We can run a stool test to see exactly what they need. If they need enzymes or bile or hydrochloric acid based on what we find in their poop, <laughs> or we can just guess and we can just put them on some digestive support. So the second R is to replace the digestive secretion, right? Third R gets into what I was just saying, which is reestablish or re-inoculate the gut with good bacteria. And this is where probiotics get in, but probiotics are a little controversial. I should say, I'll, I'll keep it like that, a little controversial in that some providers put everybody on probiotics. I do not because I'm in the camp where I've had SIBO. I had too much bacteria in the wrong place. And so probiotics were actually causing more harm for me. Taking probiotics, I was having fast heart rate and feeling more gassy and bloated. But generally speaking, many patients who have to repair their gut really do need more good bacteria. So that's where giving patients probiotics and prebiotics to feed the good bacteria, to feed the probiotics can be very helpful. So the third R is to reestablish or re-inoculate the gut with good bacteria. And then the fourth R is to repair. And I don't know what products you use in your practice, but we, we heavily use some products for this, for this phase. So glutamine is the most important non-essential amino acid to really heal leaky gut, heal the tight junctions in the gut. A lot of athletes will use glutamine also for muscle recovery and repair, but we need to use it in the gut also. So we have different protein powders that will contain glutamine or even meal replacement shakes that can contain glutamine to help patients repair the gut using, again, glutamine. Sometimes we'll use zinc. Zinc is, well, I mean, zinc is very popularly used right now for immune support, Sure. <laughs> um, but it will also help, help even with the gut. I use a lot of turmeric, which is an anti-inflammatory herb, and then also fish oil, other anti-inflammatories. So we need to remove, again, what's causing the inflammation, but we can also use anti-inflammatories, things like fish oil and turmeric to help heal the gut. And there are so many good supplement companies out these days, all of which make gut healing concoctions that patients can use. But that's one thing I found a lot of patients have not been fam maybe familiar with. They've maybe read about bone broth, but they don't necessarily know, oh, you know, why is bone broth important or which nutrients and which doses do I need to heal my gut? So we heavily supplement for this, for this R. Yeah. Then the, la the last R is all about reducing stress, <laughs> which was the category I needed to work on the most. And this is where more deep breathing, meditation, yoga come in. And if we need to use calming supplements, get patients to sleep well and manage stress better. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm curious when you're talking about repair, if you're doing any peptides there, um, we're doing a lot of the oral BPC-157, yep, um, which... 
Yep. But so I learned about peptides after I wrote my book. So in addition, number two, I will <laughs> be adding in peptides. But yeah, BPC-157 is awesome for gut, yeah, gut yeah, healing. Yeah, I agree. It's we've had best. some, yeah, we've had some phenomenal uh, success with it, with it so far. With so it alone, without yeah. even adding in all the other things I mentioned. So a BPC-157 is just another layer of protection you can add on for gut health. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, and then you talk about maintaining your framework. Uh, keeping your spine in line. And this one is not something that I've seen in a lot of other, you know, longevity books. You know, of course, everybody talks about, uh, you know, nutrition and fasting and different things when you talk yeah. about longevity, but, but I don't see, you know, maintaining your, your spine in line talk, uh, you know, mentioned a lot. So talk about that and why you threw that in. Yeah. So for me, again, back to my opening jump where I probably should have went to chiropractic school. I was just raised in a family where I was always seeing the chiropractor and we, for the most part, were very healthy. So I, I absolutely believe through my own personal experience, even in days where I'm more stressed out, if I'm feeling palpitations and heart racing, usually if I go get adjusted, it resolves. So I think, so what I'm doing in this chapter is I'm comparing the framework of the home, right? You want to have a good, strong, solid, <laughs> straight framework, right? Um, for your home, you also want a straight spine. So I'm not a chiropractor, but I, I and, and I don't claim to be, but I do support their work and that you do want to make sure that you have good blood flow to every area of your body, that all your nerves are firing appropriately and getting adjusted by a well-trained chiropractor that suits your needs can be very helpful. And so that's just one, one piece of that chapter, but I, I do think chiropractic is extremely important. Very good. Uh, and then we get into the electrical work, which is influencing your genetics. And I've, I'm sure I've talked about this at some point on the show, but there's still so many people out there that think that, well, it runs in my family. So therefore, you know, I'm, I'm doomed and I'm yep. bound to be a diabetic or have Alzheimer's or, or whatever, uh, you know, which gets into epigenetics, which is the expression, you know, of those genes. So uh, talk about the electrical work and how we can influence those genetics. Yeah. So yeah, you made a good point. A lot of us get maybe depressed if we know that we have a family member that has a certain disease state and we think we're, we're going to get it. We may be genetically similar to them, but we have the power to actually control our genetic destiny. So, um, the environment and, uh, what's the, I say it in my book and I don't even have it memorized. Genetics can load the trigger, but more environment pulls the gun or pulls the trigger on the gun. Sorry. Uh, so if you choose to lead a stressful lifestyle and you don't eat healthy and you smoke and right, you're constantly exposed to toxins, whatnot, not eating organic. Um, there are things, unfortunately, the toxins that you're exposed to, they can influence your genetic expression. Being nutritionally deficient can also influence your genetic expression. So hard to, I haven't talked about this in a while. So I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to simplify this. We can test patients. So beyond just looking to see if you have a breast cancer gene, right? There are a lot of different SNPs, certain genetic variants that we all have, right? There are variants for things as simple as eye color, but then there are also variants for things like vitamin D receptor issues or inability to detox. Well, there's literally, there are literally genes that tell me if patients can detox from pesticides well or not. So in my practice, I look at genes and I look at one's nutrition. I look at kind of their detox, um, or their toxic burden. And then there are things we can do to make sure that the bad genes don't get turned on, right? That we can turn those off and we turn the good genes on. So a lot of this boils down to taking certain nutrients. Many patients need vitamin D, they need B vitamins, they need omega-3 fatty acids, some need more vitamin A. 
you really, the take home from this, which is chapter nine, is to find a contract that can help you rebuild your health. Find a provider who can look at the influence of nutrition and your, your toxic burden on your genes to help you make better lifestyle changes so that your genes really aren't your destiny. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And you, uh, you already kind of mentioned the, the nutritional deficiencies, which was the next one. And then after that, it's tackling the laundry, which is detoxifying the body. So uh, what are some ways, obviously we live in a very toxic environment uh, where, yep. you know, whether we're talking about just the environment itself or the food we eat. Um, so what are some ways we can uh, kind of detox the body? Yeah. So in this chapter, I'm really comparing your, your laundry room, right? You want to have a good washer and dryer. You kind of have, have to have good soap, you know, and you have to constantly be doing laundry in your home or your laundry is going to build up. And the same is true with your body. If you keep in, you know, keep dumping in toxins, but you're never detoxing well, not getting rid of those, then that can lead to chronic disease. I, I really believe our, our, our burden of toxins is the number one cause of chronic disease stress coming in second or third there. So ways we can detox, we cannot be nutritionally deficient, right? We need nutrients for all of our detox pathways to work well. So think of that as maybe the soap in the laundry room, right? You have to have certain nutrients. You also wanna make sure you're removing yourself from any environmental exposures. So mold is something that I treat in my practice. We've had floods here. We had the derecho last year. So many individuals have exposure to water damaged buildings. And, and sadly that also can lead to chronic disease. So we want to identify which, which, what are the top burdens for that patient? You know, is it your home? Do you have, uh, do you have a new construction home that's off-gassing lots of toxins, right? Are you someone who maybe your occupation is your biggest exposure? Do you do hair and are, are you not wearing gloves and are you exposed to hair dyes and chemicals and things like that at work? Is mold a uh, variable for you? Do you have poor lifestyle uh, choices like smoking and drinking? Do you take a lot of medications? We really have to assess for each patient where, where the largest toxic burden is, and then we can start pulling back the, the layers of that onion. Um, so really removing whatever their exposures are and then give patients nutrients so that their detox pathways work appropriately and they can clear out that burden. Mold being a, high, a, a, a more difficult one to remove, heavy metals a, a second. Um, but again, working with a functional medicine practitioner can help you determine where those needs are. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm a, my listeners probably know I'm a big fan of sauna use. And so I yes. think that's a great way to detox. Now, obviously you, you've got to take away the toxins. I mean, if you're smoking a pack a day, you know, you're not going to benefit problem, yeah. much from, you know, getting in sauna, but uh, I, I think regular sauna use, I think is a great way to um, continually, you know, help get rid of those toxins. Sweating helps you get rid of about everything. Yeah. And yeah. if you, if you add some glutathione use, if you add taking a binder for mold before you get in the sauna, then your outcomes from the sun are going to be even better. Uh, you mentioned smoking, which I keep mentioning. It's, it's interesting. I can usually tell the patient smokes, well, A, by how they smell, but B, by their cadmium level. So on a nutritional evaluation, we can see the cadmium levels. And if they're borderline or even high, I can almost guarantee that patient is smoking. And mm-hmm. then for them, hopefully that's motivation that we got to get this level down <laughs> um, yeah. and, 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 and stop smoking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next would be managing the heating and cooling. Uh, which is uh, optimized hormones, uh, which, uh, I mean, I'm in agreement. That's a, a, just a huge piece of overall health optimization and, and longevity. We do a lot of hormones here. Um, so talk about just the importance of hormones. Yeah. So this is probably my favorite chapter, basically, because when you get patients' hormone levels optimized, they feel better. They feel you know better in their skin. They're more likely to make other lifestyle changes 
can get them feeling better. They're going to trust you and they'll move on to another step in the blueprint. So here again, like you mentioned, I'm comparing the heating and cooling system in the home to the endocrine system or the hormone system in the body. So I talk about the adrenals, thyroid, and sex hormones here. A lot of patients, females specifically, I think are really neglected. Um, with thyroid optimization and testosterone optimization. So that's something that we're, we're certainly looking at through lab work with our patients. And then we, we want to get labs, not just in the normal range, but in an optimal range. So we use a lot of hormone replacement therapy here for younger patients. We use a lot of herbs or nutrients to help their bodies produce more hormones. And we can stay on this a little longer if you want, but I have a feeling we do a lot of the same things for this, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah, organ probably, system. Yeah, sure. Probably so. Yeah. Um, and then you talk about clog free plumbing, which is decreased cardiovascular disease. So we just need to put everybody on a statin, right? Yeah, absolutely not. That'll <laughs> um, tank your no, testosterone. And then no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm kidding. My, my <laughs> listeners know I'm kidding. So. Yeah. So oh, yes. how, how do we decrease cardiovascular disease? Yeah. I, I tried to write this analogy so that patients can really think about, wow, these are all the organ systems in my body I need to address to live a long, healthy life. Right. So clog free plumbing obviously means you know, you don't want gunk building up in your pipes or you're going to have a, an explosion, right? Then you'll have water damage, which then leads to mold. So, <laughs> um, but for this, for this chapter, beyond just looking at a regular old lipid panel to help reduce cardiovascular risk, I mentioned, and I mentioned in every single chapter of the book, what available progressive or advanced functional medicine testing options exist. So in this chapter, I talk a lot about advanced lipid testing. So looking beyond numbers, looking at particles, looking at inflammation, looking at oxidative stress, there's just a lot more we can do to determine what one's risk is for cardiovascular disease beyond just looking at a regular lipid panel and putting them on a statin medication to lower their numbers. Sure. Okay. Next is maintaining roof integrity, which is treating underlying infections and strengthening the immune system, which is uh, obviously very important in today's day and time. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, all these kind of overlap on, on each other. Yeah. I mean, yep. you know, uh, you know, gut health is important in the immune system, but uh, you know, talk about just kind of strengthening the immune system and, and what we can do to kind of optimize that. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of overlap as far as you don't want to be nutritionally deficient or your immune system's not going to be strong. If you're burdened with toxins, again, your immune system's not going to be strong. But what I'm getting at in this chapter is more looking for, right? And having a functional medicine practitioner help you look for underlying yeast overgrowth, viruses, um, different vector-borne illnesses like Lyme and Lyme co-infections, and then even mold illness. Many times those are missed. You know, patients keep going to the doctor saying, I don't feel well, I don't feel well, I don't feel well, and they have an underlying infection. Underlying infections are stresses on the body that can even lead to low hormone levels. So yes, we can optimize hormones and we can, we can improve gut health and we can detox patients, but if they have underlying infections, many times we also need to treat them. Very good. And then lastly, you talk about getting started, which is find, uh, finding the right contractor, which is uh, obviously the provider. You know, uh, I'm sure you are, are similar, but I see a lot of patients that you know, been to traditional doctors, they're at the end of their rope and then they just kind of are are searching and then they, they seek people like me, probably people like you out. Um, in my opinion, uh, our, our kind of standard, uh, healthcare is as bad as it's ever been. How do just the general population out there, how do they navigate that? And how can we get more, of those people to find practitioners like us that are kind of thinking outside the box a little bit? I mean, unfortunately, we have to be our own advocate. Uh, you know, even I myself had to be my own advocate when I was having my, my health issues. I think maybe I'll go back to 
what I say in that chapter, more or less that, that patients do need to find a contractor. I want to kind of explain, since we haven't gone over the main analogy that I open the book with. So in, in the book, I describe conventional medicine as being the fire department. So patients need to know that they need a fire department. If you get hit by a car, or you have a heart attack, you need a fire department or have cancer, right? They can cut that cancer out. They're really great with their two tools, which are drugs and surgery. But upon discharge from the hospital, right, even if your life was saved, <laughs> you're not always taught how to prevent future fires. And that's where providers like yourself and myself come in. We're more contractors. We help to repair and rebuild the body. So a lot of patients get angry because they say, well, why can't my doctor just know everything? Why can't my doctor <laughs> figure me out? Many conventional doctors are trained as the fire department. They're even primary care providers. They're just, they're not taught how to look for things. They're not how to um, appropriately analyze lab values, right? So unfortunately we have to be our own advocates. And many times that does mean we're gonna pay out of pocket because insurance is gonna cover the fire, not cover, but help with <laughs> the fire department approach. And so again, we have to be our own advocate. We're gonna have to find a carpenter, someone who's gonna help us repair and rebuild our body. Uh, and normally those providers are not compensated with the insurance uh, system because under that system, they would make no money. <laughs> Insurance does not want to pay providers to talk about probiotics and glutamine and testosterone and the things that, that we've been talking about today. So if you really want to get to the root cause of the problem, you're going to have to look outside the box, look outside yeah. conventional medicine and, and find a contractor. Yeah. And un unfortunately, people... Um... If, if their insurance isn't going to cover it, they won't do it. So they're stuck in what we call an insurance-based mindset. And mm -hmm. therefore, they just kind of keep circling and they never get any better until they finally get to the point where they want something different. So anyways. And they're desperate. And then it costs 10 times as much. Because yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Then we have to rebuild the entire body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, good. Yeah, so so great book. I love the um, kind of this kind of the step-by-step blueprint that, that you've laid out. That's, I mean, it's pretty cool that to have something like that to go through with patients and, and, you know, makes it easy for them to understand with kind of the house analogy and everything. Uh, so, so you also host a uh, podcast called the Your Longevity Blueprint uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about that, just kind of what, uh, what you talk about um, on the podcast, maybe some notable uh, guests that you've had. Yeah, so I, I'd say I open the podcast with Dr. Terry Walls. She's also from Iowa, uh, big name in functional medicine. Her episode is so long that we split it into two episodes. <laughs> Had a lot of awesome names on the show. I, for the listeners, if you're interested in learning more about each of these, these different chapters or organ systems in the body, my intent is to bring on guests that will talk about every single category. And I think we've hit most of them at this point. I even have a veterinarian that's coming on to talk about um, why it, why animals, my pets get cancer, which is similar to why humans get cancer, right? The to toxic burden that we mentioned today. Um, have a great lineup for season two, which just launched. So you can find us anywhere on, on iTunes. Um, yeah, we'd love for you to subscribe and listen to the Your Longevity Blueprint podcast. Yeah, All right. very cool. Okay, well, um, that was uh, short and sweet. But as we wrap up, I always ask my guest to give us one health tip that can make us healthier today. What would you say to that? I asked. My, my guess this too, I asked what their top longevity tip is. And so many providers say sleep. Hmm. I'm not going to yeah. say sleep. Yeah. But sleep is very important. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Based on my struggles, I think, and, and really even I'll get back to how we opened the podcast before we press record today. My recording with you got postponed because I had a little bit of another health crisis. I got burnt out. And so my tip for the listeners is in part reducing stress 
by setting healthy boundaries, right? <laughs> we rescheduled the podcast recording because I just was burnt out. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I are in a, in a uh, practice where we want to help. People need our help, right? Sure. <laughs> we want to help yeah. as many people as possible, but uh, you can't help others until you help yourself. And so I've I've learned this the hard way several times, and now I'm putting less on my plate. And so I think if you can recognize that earlier in life, the better. So set healthy boundaries. It's okay to say no. Take time for yourself. Deep breathing meditation, yoga. Don't just get stuck on cardio and ramping up your cortisol. You need mental downtime to bring your cortisol down. So set healthy boundaries and create a space for healing. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Great advice. So, okay. Well, uh, so we mentioned the podcast, your longevity blueprint and how else can people connect with you? Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram, Stephanie, that's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E Gray, G-R-A-Y-D-N-P. Also on Facebook, you can check out my clinic website, which is ihhclinic.com. And then yourlongevityblueprint.com. You'll see the book trailer video there, book all of our products. You can connect with us there. And I do have a free download, uh, top tips to boost your hormones naturally. And then the blueprint outline is available there for free as well. Awesome. Very good. Well, we appreciate your time and, um, Thank you guys for listening and we will uh, talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Fit RX. I invite you to share this with friends and family. If you would like, you can check out our website at vibrantlifedc.com or you can email me at drgreg@vibrantlifedc.com. at vibrantlifedc.com.